At Farmers Insurance, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We've seen a car run into a tree, a tree fall through a roof, and we've even seen a car fall through a roof. Hey, babe. Your parents are here. But there's a better way for your home and auto to come together. Bundle them. And when you get both, you could save an average of 20%. Visit Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Welcome back to Glee on the Rocks. I'm Mav. And I'm Mandy. And Emily is not here today, which sad, sad for us, but uh, but you have us today. We, we, do nice- have, we do have one message from her that we're going to yeah. insert in at appropriate moments. Um, yes. Probably more than once. Multiple times. So you'll still get the gist of how Emily feels about the episode. Yes, but in the meantime, it's going to be a nice, nice, intimate, intimate uh, recording for Glee's 15th episode of season two. Sexy. So let's uh, let's get started. Let's kick this off. This is, uh, by the way, an episode I quite enjoy for most of it, but we'll get into that. Yeah. The uh, so sexy is that 15th episode of the second season premiered on March 8th. 2011 and uh had some pretty decent decent uh critic receptions but uh also was viewed by 11.9 million americans and uh you know was a it was a ratings increase over the last episode though sidebar usually i find like okay if an episode doesn't have good ratings but the next episode has really good ratings uh, based on how they run ratings in Nielsen and like the Nielsen score, it kind of means that the last episode was good because it's like, oh, it's yeah. kind of like, okay, the last episode was good, so people are going to tune back in. That's how I always take them. It doesn't necessarily mean, yeah, I, I could be talking out my ass. Emily isn't here to correct me, so um, yeah, we're going with it. Does that sound about uh, sound about right to you, to you, Manny? It, it does, but also stay tuned and subscribe to our Patreon for Emily's upcoming reaction mini episode <laughs> to all of, of the things we say in this podcast <laughs> that you would like to correct. That she's like, this is wrong, and also I need to I need to respond to these things in a mini episode. That'll that'll be coming your way. Uh, so yeah, it was it, basically. Critic reception was good. Fan reception was good. People liked it. Let's 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 get into the uh, let's get into the summary here in case you have not gone and rewatched it anytime soon. Uh, with Holly's return to McKinley, she discovers that Will's Glee Club Glee Club students are absolutely clueless about sex education and may make the wrong decisions. Will allows Holly to teach the students sex ed through the form of music. Hearing that new directions maybe prepping up a sexual routine for regionals from Sue, Kurt and Blaine and the Warblers decide to do a sexy number, resulting in Kurt feeling insecure about his sexy side. Emma, upset about Will's decision with Holly and sex ed with New Directions, prepares a musical number with her Cell City Club. As everyone's sexy sides are beginning to heat up, the adults and students begin to deal with their romances and endless love triangles. This episode was directed 
by Ryan Murphy and written by Brad Falchuk. Dun, dun, dun. So we've got like three, three kind of interesting storylines going on here. Um, we've got like the adults, uh, the, the, there's a, there's an amazing uh, Brittany and Santana storyline. And I have no idea what the third one would be, but, uh, no clue. No clue. I'm sorry. Uh, did anything else happen in the episode? No, it's unnecessary. Nothing else is necessary. Just those two. Um, I think, I think it'd be kind of cool to start off with the adults because, um, kind of boring. I mean, not boring, but it's just, do we really yeah. care about the adults? Really? Really? And it allows me to get my Schuster rant out of the way early and I can just like release it into the wild. Um, standing by Holly as one of the few adults in the show that I really like because she turned Will down. <laughs> I, love I mean, that, that that is a strong point in her favor. Yes. She did kiss him, which is like, I got questions about that. But I liked, she turned him down. It was like, I would hurt you. And I was like, good. I like that. That was, I, I did like a tiny little golf clap at that. But then so like, like slowly transitioning into my, my, my thoughts here on, on Schuster. Do you need to like have sex with every single woman that comes into like your remotely your sphere? Cause I sort of feel like the number of women that he'll just like like they'll they'll throw like romantic entanglements with first of all any adult woman is sort of like thrown at him but there are a lot of them are also working with him which does make me kind of wonder like what kind of like hostile work environment it must be for a single woman at mckinley yeah it's also just like frustrating i mean there's nothing wrong with whatever if like women want to hook up with you I don't get it, but whatever. But, like, at the same time, we have, like, Emma's storylines are all about, like, emotion. And she's still in love with Will and all of that stuff. And, like, that's... Which, sidebar, I also don't get. Mm, well, yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. just, it just makes me super unempathetic towards Will. Yeah. And, I mean, I get that she's with Carl. So, it's like, he's trying to move on. I get that. But it's also just sort of... It makes me I mean, feel like that that me, works as an excuse for Emma, but what about Terry? Yeah. I mean, that's fair. It's, I mean, there's just, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot that he does that just feels very skeevy to me and throws up a lot of red flags. Whereas just like, if this was a guy I knew, he just, he seems very dude growy, you know, that's just among, among many things, but he just like, he throws up a lot of red flags. If I was a, if I was a single, like, woman working at McKinley that was that was like having to be around him that would kind yeah. of creep me out just like every time I don't know, every time he's like you turn around he's, he's kissing uh like I'm pretty sure he's kissed every every female teacher that weeps at McKinley um, yeah I think he has man again, I'm sure. like, I feel like that's grounds for termination perhaps I feel like maybe maybe we uh, although it is Figgins, so true. So who knows? But um, Holly, Holly continues to be a character I appreciate. She's like, "Hey, y'all know nothing about sex," which surprise. Wow, no, I'm, I you did not need to be involved with this glee club very long to realize that. I feel. Um, what was it? Finn, Finn thought like jerking off in a in a hot tub resulted in in a baby. So like, 
Yeah, it's definitely well established that McKinley does not do sex education. And I mean, I was I think that that could be said for uh, the country at large, to be quite honest. So unsurprisingly, uh, teenagers in middle America have absolutely no idea about any sort of sex education. So, you know, kudos to you, Holly, for trying to to uh, help that. I'm not quite sure how the song from Joan Jett really yeah. does it, but um, is it? Isn't there also the like if you have if you have sex with one person you're having sex with everybody they've had sex with this was this line um, correct yeah that, that was on this episode yeah 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 yep. um, I just remember I just remember like watching that and just being like well well is it though because like I don't I don't know like technically yeah there's a lot of pro- protection goes a long way for helping these things just saying. Um, it, seems, it seems like a weird scare tactic line. It does. It does for a um, for an episode or even for a character who's trying to be like learn about sex. It's like that's probably a like it's not a bad line. It's just yeah. I, your your comment. It seems very. It seems a little scare tacticy. It's like well, as opposed to be like you could just be upfront about the like the actual information, like science and mm-hmm. information, but. Uh, but I don't know why I'm, I'm, I'm asking Glee to do that. I guess that's uh, unnecessary. Um, then we also have like Carl and, uh, Carl and Emma's kind of thing going on. Their whole storyline just made me kind of sad. It did. For both of them. No, I, I totally get it. I also, I also have, have thoughts and I know this is something that's kind of in fandom and I think it's, definitely coming from from this episode um what are your thoughts on emma just being asexual i think that glee should have done that because that seems pretty clearly what she is Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. and there's like i don't know i've seen lots of posts like in defense of that that was like asexuality just wasn't a thing people talked about 10 years ago but like glee is the show that was trying to quote unquote trying to like you know normalize a lot of things like that that weren't normally talked about on TV. But this mm-hmm. is one of the cases where they just missed the obvious thing there. Yeah. You have a I character agree. that emphatically does not want to have sex, does not find the idea of sex appealing, and is frustrated that she can't be in a relationship without sex. It would have been great to have a storyline where she falls in love with someone who is just like, I love you. It's okay if you don't want to have sex. I and I mean, yeah. they could have done that <laughs> with, you know could have with carl well i'm even okay with carl's like i want you i want you to go to you know like go to counseling go to therapy because you don't want to have sex i'm okay with that storyline because i feel like there are people that feel that that think that asexuality is like you you just need to you're either going to need to meet the right person or you just need to go to therapy because clearly there's some trauma in your past that's like stopping you from this and that's not the case yeah it's not that's not how it is so I'm, I actually really liked Carl just going like, you need help with this. And yeah. just because I felt like that was a great way, a great way to set up. Here's how to like educate a character who think, who has an opinion that a lot of people may have about a certain, you know, aspect of, of, of sex, you know, sexuality and a sexual spectrum. And as a way to, Hey, Emma's asexual, you think this, 
but actually like no let's go to counseling together let's realize you know make emma asexual and then get and have sort of a a learning a, a learning moment not all in an episode because that's yeah. not how things work but just like over time if they work together and then carl realizing no that's that's who she is and that's and that's fine that's I mean, like, that that would have been fantastic like i would have enjoyed that a lot but instead it just became let's laugh at the adult woman that doesn't want to have sex yeah and they definitely made her the butt of the joke with like doing the afternoon delight uh song for the celebrity club and thinking it was about dessert it wasn't i the thing i don't like because the, the way they they play her her you know unwillingness to have sex is more out of being super na naive and um super naive super uh what's the word i want like almost childlike yeah and i and it's like that's also that adds that adds layers of grossness to some things but it's also um i think it does the character a disservice it does her saying i don't want to have sex a disservice by making it seem like it's just a childlike sort of thought process and not like an adult woman saying i have boundaries and i don't want that's yeah. not what i want it's almost the opposite of how they do Brittany in that she's supposed to be so childlike but the the joke is that she's really sexual mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's true it, it's like haha isn't it funny she's like an innocent I don't know like she like all childlike but has like like wasn't yeah and has like all of these these sexual escapades and Emma is the opposite to that I I stand by my my comment Ryan cannot write for women. He try he tries to write for women as opposed to write characters who happen to be. Yeah, I mean and he really can't. He's just he's not. It's it's an unfortunate an unfortunate case for Emma because I think there's a lot about her that I like the the Schuster of it all, withstanding. Um, but frequently, it just I feel like they just kind of make her infantilized same with Brittany it's like there's there's a character here that you just went because you're trying to go so hyperbolic with everything that you end up just going and making it a caricature in a way that's dumb. yeah in a way that's dumb and mildly offensive yeah so um I'm I'm all aboard uh says asexual um I think I think that's been demonstrated a couple times but that's just like she's very she has she has very particular things and that's one of them sad that we didn't get an actually overt storyline maybe in the reboot God. that i'm sure will eventually come i think chris colfer won't be in uh please tune in to our mini episodes and subscribe to see yeah. how us talking about chris Culver and his uh reaction to that yeah uh so i mean and then it ends i mean i believe it ends with the the carl um obviously going yeah. and staying in a, in a hotel which honestly yeah i mean staying in the hotel because of of her issues with with will and i think that that's and I, like, I, I appreciate that that's where his line was because he was he was i think willing to make it work with emma if it was an issue between them yeah it sounded like um, he was like yeah he was all about like let's go to yeah. counseling let's you know like i said he had 
incorrect views of sexuality, but he was willing to go, let's go to counseling. Let's work on this. But if it's, Oh, you still like shoe. That's I need to, I need to step back so that Mm -hmm. you can, you can figure out what you want because, or what you need, because I can't help with that. And that's not going to be good for me. So yeah, no, I agree. I liked that. If it was an internal thing, I could be like, no, we'll, we'll work through this. We'll figure it out. But if it deals with shoe, nah, man, I'm out. Yeah. Basically, I am team Carl and sad. Same. Honestly, if you had the choice between Uncle Jesse and like Brillo pad mixed sweater vest, there's no really a choice. Yeah. Is it really a choice? He's a, he has a fucking motorcycle. He's a dentist. He probably has great, like, I don't know. I have no idea if dentists have good insurance. People that are dentists, let us know. Um, yeah, it's... Can't wait for our dentist contingent of listeners to uh, step forward. Hey, we have a long contingent. I have no doubt. Um, so yeah, so the adults, I don't, there's, not much, there's not much else I really have to say on that uh, other than I like Holly, Shu I hate, and I'm just very sad about the lack of what could have been Storyline wise and and couple wise with Emma and Carl, I feel like I can't say I like Holly, and I think I've probably said this before when we talked about her. I can't take Gwyneth Paltrow seriously. Oh, that's fair. Um, I appreciate the character like of Holly, though. I know. I think it's totally fair. I I've seen billboards of posing with mm-hmm. uh, like this flow water that she's doing for Goop. And it's just like, I, that's like all I see now is just like yeah. a crazy goop Gwyneth. And that, yeah, that is all I can think of now, but really I, still, I still like what Holly stands for. Mostly. No, I think that makes sense. But no, like what, what you see when you look at her now, is just like, you want me to stick a jade egg in my vagina? Yeah. I have so many questions. <laughs> uh, so then uh, Santana, Santana and Brittany, which I, I really was, liked the storyline. I think it was handled really well, surprisingly. Shockingly well. It was a very poignant and sweet kind of coming, not, I mean, kind of coming out moment for, um, for Santana and Brittany. And I mean, a little, a little sad. Yeah. Um, I mean, granted, we kind of know the end of things. Um, I mean, the only thing I wish, like, if I could go back and change anything about it is that it would have been nice to have seen that be a storyline that was given the multiple episode arc treatment. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to complain too much because they actually, for this one episode, didn't fuck it up. Yeah. And it's almost like if they had given it multiple episodes, they give it more chance to fuck it up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think it was also interesting how they, I mean, one, it doesn't end perfectly, yeah. which is kind of realistic, which is painful, but also like a, a part of life, which I thought was was quite was quite poignant. Um, but the the point that she's like, I don't think I'm ready to be out because I don't want to have to go through what Kurt went through. Yeah, is very painful to just kind of be like, yeah, no, I can't. Like, I've just had this realization. Like, I've I've worked through. I was confused about who. Not, I was confused about who I was. I was. I worked through it, and yet I can't be myself because I don't want to deal with what I just saw a friend go through. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. And especially like, I feel like the episode did a good job of making Santana a teenager. Cause a lot of the time Glee tends to just use Santana in a way that's not, not very realistic to teenagers. Mm-hmm. Like Santana's there to like be a completely unfeeling bitch about things when they need kind of a villain character, or she's there to be a convenient girlfriend for anyone whose love triangle needs to be like shaken up. Mm-hmm. And that yeah frustrated me a lot. But like in this episode, like she got to be a teenager who had actual feelings and fears and some self awareness behind why she is the way she is. Yeah, and I, it's some, some self-awareness, some... Oh, it just makes her more of, a, more of a person and less of a caricature. She's not yeah. the Latina bitch. As, and, like, like you say, like, that just comes on to be... To, like, spout, you know, like, harsh, bitchy truthisms and then, and then disappear, you know? Mm-hmm. There's, like, there's more to her. And Brittany, I too, like, like Brittany so. got some depth in this episode as well, and that was really nice. This yes, is and- that, like I wish they had portrayed Britney the entire time. Because I mean they still kept the naivety about her, but mm-hmm. she was also I don't know, the Well, it's it, there's a difference between naivete and um and like where it's it's like you you're more naive about the world versus some of the stuff that they do with her, which is almost like over the top lampooning childlike, you know. Yeah, it, it goes back to that, like, are you a character or a caricature thing? Like, in this episode, they both got to be characters. Um, it doesn't last, but it's Glee, so nothing does. Yeah, yeah. No, we get, we get a nice little, we get a nice little thing, and then it'll be, it'll get, you know, a nice little thing for, for two characters who deserved it for a storyline that deserved it, and then, and then next week, next week, it'll be back to, back to whatever. Yeah. So how do you feel about the fact that Santana's basically saying she's kind of a bully because she's got all of these repressed sexuality feelings, like, which is kind of exactly what happens with Karofsky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does the storyline, yeah. like, make you feel the same thing? Because I feel like I know the answer to that, but. No, it doesn't. <laughs> because, I mean, for one, Santana, I mean, despite her, like, I will cut you, you know, like razor blades in my hair kind of a thing. She never like was like she never physically assaults people and like says I'm going to kill you. Um, yeah. she's also not pred. Well, I don't know if I can. She's not predatory towards girls. Like she's not expressing her sexuality. I, th- I think predatory towards girls. She is predatory towards guys, but she's predatory towards guys. I think you could argue some of her predatoriness towards Brittany with how she would tell Brittany, "Oh, you don't have to tell Artie." Like what we do, this isn't actually cheating. Yeah. So I mean, like, I, 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 yeah, I guess I was looking at it like Brittany is also like consenting to that, but also Brittany is very naive. So there may be some. And I think, and I think Santana does know that, and so I think there can't there. I think there's an argument there that you can make that it's like, is she is she kind of pre- uh, being predatory towards Brittany because she likes Brittany and knows that she can get away with certain things? Maybe. Um, I also. I don't know if it makes it better that like I it's like I also think like there's she may be doing these behaviors partly because she's young but with a genuine love and care for Brittany yeah where, and a, um, 
a lack of self-awareness as to how wrong that is. But again, she's the same age as Karofsky as Karofsky. Like, I don't know. As I watched it, I kept thinking, man, I just like, I don't mind this, but I do mind that. And is that a bad thing? Is that? Yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to be like, I don't want to, I don't want to play a double standard of saying, hey, when Karofsky does it, because he's a guy and because of X, Y, and Z, it's obviously way worse versus, versus like Santana, who is a woman. And I get like, yeah, no, it's, she may not be physically attacking people she is verbally attacking people that can be still be very painful um i i do not react in the same way to what santana does in the same way that um i do with karofsky even though it's basically same motivation um i think i think it would have been interesting to have had a storyline where like Brittany and like some girls from Crawford County day school who come by and like have like a come to Jesus with Santana or she gets sent to Crawford County day school. Um, I'm sure that's in an alternate universe somewhere that she gets to like go and like realize herself and her sexuality there. Um, But yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's a very nuanced and very difficult conversation. So, I mean, it's, it's not, it is the same, but it's not. What did you think about the song choice? for Brittany and Santana. I liked it. I I think I think they sang it really well. Um I wish it had been just them. Yeah, that is that is one of those things that like it remind that reminded me of where it's like yeah. we're gonna have this we're gonna have this real this moment for these kids and me. And it's like wait why do you need to be there? Yeah why yeah I think this can just be a them situation. Yeah no like no this is them <laughs> together working through some things. Honestly, if if she, if Gwyneth had just like played the guitar, I think that'd have been fine. Yeah, that would have been fine. But the actual singing, I feel like, should have come from Brittany and Santana. Right. Allow them to work through stuff. Like you can be there helping facilitate this conversation via music by playing the guitar for them and yeah. allowing them the space to sing, as opposed to being like, "I'm gonna allow you the space to sing, but with me." I'm like, "You're not in this relationship." Yeah. You're not in this. We've already had the here. underage conversation once in this episode. You are definitely nice. not in this episode. Anyway, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, fun fact: Stevie Nicks came on set. Oh uh, wow! When they were when they were singing this, and apparently they just had to like kind of ignore all of that for obvious reasons because that would be incredibly overwhelming. Um, yeah. And I guess Brad asked Gwyneth, which, by the way, aren't they married? Are they? I, I think they're. they're married. I- Maybe you're right. I want to say they're married. Let's say they're married. This will be part of the the things Emily reacts to later. Um, and was like, "Hey, can you play? Uh, can you play the song on guitar?" And she's like, "Yeah." And then like went in her dressing room for like an hour or two and just learned how to play it on guitar. <laughs> Which I applaud that that sort of like ability to just be like, "No, I, I can do that." And then like go and like, "Let's." I gotta learn like right now. But also, you actually do learn how to do yeah. it in like an I mean, hour that- or two. That's impressive, yeah. It is super impressive. I um, I wish I had that. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go learn this song on piano. An hour later, I'm, like, playing, like, insert really difficult piano piece here that I do not know because I don't know piano pieces. Um, I mean, I, I was going to be, like, I would say, sure, I'll learn it. And then half an hour later, cut to me scrolling Twitter. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like, yeah. oh, no, I can do it. Yeah, and you're, and you're in your dress. 
literally just got distracted and you had like googled for like a youtube video for like how to play the song and then spiraled into uh like ended up watching three of dan and phil instead i mean haven't we all been there well you have because i've made you but yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah the um i was i i appreciate when glee does storylines right they do them right like there are times that they really do things well this was one of them um we don't get it often, so I think I think we're just going to insert a a polite golf clap right here and uh, and be happy. Um, so then I guess that brings us down to whatever else happened in the episode. What was that? I just like it was so insignificant. I just can't remember. I yeah, it's it's who knows who knows. Um, hmm. I'm just trying to trying to think. Oh oh, I guess I guess uh, had a had a song had a thing. Oh, I guess they did. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, how about that? Uh, the Kurt and Blaine storyline. I, hey, shocker. I like this storyline. There are some things I don't like about it. And there are some things I, that, there's no, rephrase. There's some things that happen that I'm like, hey, that's not good. But also, <laughs> I'm glad that you did it. Because I feel like yeah. there's a lot to, to work through with it. Um, okay, let's start. Let's start with the, let's start at the beginning here. Um, Per, let me let me re- reference my notes from Emily real quick. Uh, yeah, Blaine wants to bone. Thank you, Emily, for that insight into the episode, and I completely agree. Blaine wants <laughs> to bone. He, he does. He does. That's exactly what he wants to do. Um, and he's concerned that he cannot and needs to deal with that. And I, <laughs> I mean, yes, there's also layers of him being like. Him being the uh, the word right right word uh, the mentor here, mm-hmm. the gay mentor, the gentor, the fifteen year old mentor. Yeah, yeah, he was right? definitely a freshman in high school. Sorry, I'm just giving Emily a lot of stuff to repeat. Who is definitely super young, not at all a junior. He no. is uh, very much just uh, also also not the best the best look. He does not wear the best clothes. We have to admit, like, I, I prefer him in his his toddler outfits. We have to all agree. Yeah, we've given her enough to. Yeah, I to think literally... we. I think we have. Yeah, I was trying to think of something else, but I'm like, any more, he may just quit on us. Honestly, Emily does. Emily does our editing, so the so the idea that any of this is going to end up like on air is <laughs> amusing. It's not. None of this is going to be on air because she's just going to be like, "Fuck all that." Just, <laughs> just that. assume there was also a long rant on why Snape sucks. <laughs> I can. I would do that, but it definitely would get cut. So we're just gonna we're just gonna let it go, because uh, it won't stay. It won't get to stay. But in any case, um, so yeah, no. Blaine wants to bone, and he's concerned that he can't bone, so he needs to deal with it. Also, like I like that they're like uh, new directions are going to give you a sexy number. We should we should also do that. I'm like I don't think that's how competitions work. I think you're supposed to like do what works well for you. And not yeah. do exactly whatever anybody else is doing. Glee was definitely already struggling to try and find these like thin threads to tie Dalton and the storyline from McKinley together. And it's almost like, I, did you did you really need to? Did you really need like direct lines? Because I'm I would have been fine with occasional interweaving. Um, but they did, it's not like they had to have the exact same path. You know what I mean? Yeah. You didn't have to hit the same beats at the same time. Like, 
McKinley can go have like <clears throat> this whole sexy thing. And maybe Dalton has a, and maybe Blaine still has a conversation about, about gay, you know, gay sexual health for gay men, but they go about it. And like the way they get there is a different route. Maybe, maybe Kurt walks in on, on uh, Jeff and Nick watching porn and getting off together. And that starts everything. I'm just going to say, maybe that would not have been acceptable for TV. I don't know. But you know what? I think, I think they should have tried. I think they could have tried. I think Honestly, we could have done that. It, it might have been, I mean, now I'm just like plotting out like thick in my head uh, in, instead of something Glee would have done. But like, if it had been about Blaine, you know, wondering about like his sex appeal with women since he's not attracted to them or like you know trying to figure out how to appeal to the most you know wide audience Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at at a competition or like something like that like expanding his range a little I don't know and then tie that in somehow with like sexiness exactly yeah I mean there's I mean you like I said you don't need to do the exact same thing that would have worked stupid Stupidly being like, no, we have, we have to, we have to do the exact same beats at the yeah. same time, always. Look, got one good storyline of the episode. I think it might have been asking for too much. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, going. I don't dislike the the warbler storyline. It's just, it's like, it could have been better. Like they did a really yeah. good job with scene, two. and I think they did do a good job with certain aspects of of Kurt and Blaine and and Bert here. Just, let's be honest, it's the Bert part. They just they did so well with Bert. Well, I will also I will also admit, um Blaine saying Warblers are getting sexy. His face is ridiculous. Yeah. I love that face. It's just a dumbass face. because uh, Blaine's a big dumbass. Um and uh and it, it's just and then you have Animal, which by the way, one of my favorite songs by the Warblers. Um, why are they in a warehouse? Why do they have a bubble phone machine? What kind of parties are they throwing on the weekends? These are questions I have. Yeah, I mean, I would like answers. I would, I would definitely like answers to these phone party questions I have. Um, I'm just assuming they have, they have like weekend raves at Dalton. Um, and let's see. Then we have so we have a what is a ostensibly great performance by uh, by the by Kurt and Blaine especially, and also Warblers. Um, we have an, an amazing uh, hold on to your Bobby Socks girls, uh, which is just dumb. And I love it because again, see Blaine's a big dumb. Um, and yeah. then, yeah, I mean, just, he's just, he's a dorky dumbass, And I, and I kind of love these, these uh, bits of him that seem just more loose and, and fun and not, um, not as uptight, like in later, in later, season you see he seems to be a little bit more self-contained and in like in season two you get to see you see him like you just maybe it's because it's blaming on the alcohol was just recently he just he's just seems a lot more loose and a lot maybe more because he's 15 <laughs> <laughs> just poking in there i am here for every single um i'm here for every uh 15 uh, year old blaine uh comments impossible um yeah no that's that's exactly it. It's because he was 15 and he was still just kind of young. But like, 
this this Blaine, like all jokes aside, like the season two Blaine we get is such a mix of like teenager who's mysterious that we just don't know anything about him. He's still Blaine Warbler and small adult who is mentor to Kurt and just like buddying up to Bert, giving him advice. I know, I know. Because why and why is he doing that? Because he wants to bone. <laughs> Quote unquote. Hey. Dash, Emily, yes. 2019, cut, print. Um, in those those face, like, when he's trying to get Kurt to make sexy faces, um, it's just, like, is this just, like, your way of trying to just see what, like, Kurt's sex face looks like? Or, like, trying to help it along because you're afraid, like, like I don't know about that. Like, that might make me laugh and that's not going to end well if we, if, you know, if we bone. So I'm going to talk to you about that. But his... um. His going to Bert, I both, I love him going to Bert and also the presumptuousness of going to Bert. Um, Bert saying, um, well, no, no, Kurt will come to me when he's ready. I, I very much agree. I also agree with, with Blaine where it's just like, but like, what if he's, what if he never comes to you because he doesn't feel comfortable and he ends up because of how much he doesn't know. The, you, know, you know something bad could happen to him yeah so like i get i like i like both sides of that where he's just like no 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 when he's ready at his pace and, and blaine going yeah yeah but also but also <laughs> hear me out what about what about safety and also i just really want to have sex with your son and i need him to be aware of this <laughs> so like do you really think that at this point blaine wanted Kurt like that or was he still oblivious I think he was still oblivious because I I subscribe to the to to some degree of he he clearly feels for Kurt Mm. and it builds and it builds and it builds and it builds but he's kind of a dumbass and doesn't (laughs) realize what those feelings are until until original song that's my that's my current I'm not my current but like that that's what I subscribe to which is it's sort of like he sees something that he was just sort of like, or something moves him, but it all of a sudden where it just goes, oh, oh, okay. No, no, no. Like I have these emotions and I have these feelings for you. It's not like they just like came out of nowhere. Those have been building. I just have been either misunderstanding or I didn't get it. And now I get it. So I think, I I think he's coming from a place of wanting to, help Kurt and if there's any sort of like ulterior motive for like giving Kurt like sex education it's subconscious unconscious it's not like I want Kurt to be more well prepared for I mean the the reason I agree with that is because I don't think that Blaine would have had the balls to go to Kurt I mean to go to Bert and tell him to teach Kurt about sex if Blaine planned on planned on benefiting from that right right no he he's enough of a respectable gentleman or he was been like he would not have done that also Bert's terrifying so it's one thing to go up and talk to him when it's like no no no. this is just as a as a 15 year old mentor for your son this is this this is the what you should do as opposed to as the 15 year old that wants to date your son it's an entirely different like that's not just presumptuous those are some big ass balls. Yes, that would be a serious case of Blaine wanting to bone. Indeed, it would. Uh, 
And then I, I do find it interesting because literally last episode, Kurt calls his dad out about like not knowing about gay sex or being aware of it. And he's like, you're just going to have to get um, educated. So Kurt says that and blame it on the off. Uh, Blaine comes up and tells Bert, like, you may need to be, a, you may need to learn to be able to tell Kurt. So what does, so what does Bert, father of the motherfucking century do? He goes out and gets information. Granted, he gets, he goes and gets pamphlets and he didn't just like go to Google I don't understand that, but okay. You know, I just have this mental image of Bert actually sitting down at Google and typing in gay sex and just like slamming his laptop shut. Like, because <laughs> it just, it went to it out the window, being like, you know what? Pamphlets. <laughs> no, maybe that's exactly how he said gay sex. And, and it's like, ah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, you know what? You know what'll be good? I bet he got those pamphlets from. I bet you those pamphlets aren't even helping. It's 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 not even going to do anything to help the situation or to help Blaine Bone because like there's going to be nothing. In there. By the time Kurt needs the information, Blaine has already. Uh, yeah, and then and then Bert tries again, types in "gay sex for teenagers," and it's like, ah, no, no, no. <laughs> it's all just poor Bert (laughs) yep poor Bert poor Bert no so I I it was critically well received and obviously fandomly well received seeing yes Bert's like okay let me let me have I don't understand what what sex is like for men but um I will go learn as as it has been pointed out to me I need to and so he does. And I think that is such a great thing to see, especially 10 years ago, being like, no, this dad has absolutely, does not understand his son in any way, shape or form. Um, that is not a thing he, they're very polar opposites and everything, but mm-hmm. also he, he makes the effort when it's pointed out to him that he may need to be the one to make that effort and that maybe Kurt's not gonna do it on his own. And so he goes, okay. And he does that. He makes the, he makes those steps forward to say like, yes, I'm going to, to, you know, help you learn more about, about sex and being safe, but also in a way doing that kind of showing that like, I'm okay with this. Like, this is like, I'm totally fine with this because I'm going to go educate myself so that I can help you. A parent that shows you they're willing to try does go a long way, even if they don't entirely. No, totally. Know quite what. Um, and I think the that ways. And I think that was, at the end of the day, that's sort of the point of yeah. Bert Hummel, which is he's going to do it. He's going to get it wrong because he doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. But you see him try. And you see how much he cares for his son that even when he gets it wrong, he, he, he fixes it and he does what he needs to do. And, and I think that's a good point to like a lot of parents that if they, you know, watching the show going, yeah, no, if you have a daughter and don't get it, like, honestly, fucking trying, just try, just like, and that, and that is, that is a, a, it goes a long way. And it says a lot. So basically, Bert's the best. <laughs> Bert is the best. I love, uh, Blaine is 15. 
and he just really really wants to have sex with Kurt. <laughs> really wants to all I, I love the I haven't seen I uh, I tried watching those movies I don't know what it is about about the writers that they're trying to make so many of their characters like overly yeah like they, in the, they, overly prudish in a way I'm like I'm not I'm not trying to to prude shame so much as it's just like I'm it's like okay what okay that definitely is a recurring theme yeah for their character yeah and it's it is funny to me to watch this this iteration of Kurt having seen you know obviously what actually counts to be the rest of the the show we don't you know acknowledge some of it um and also reading the fanfic where Kurt is like the exact opposite of this (laughs) it's just like at some point He's just like, yeah, it's like a light switch. But yeah, it is. It is, it is an interesting, an interesting uh, uh, storyline. And then I appreciate it. It's, it's, I, de- I like it's decent. It's decent. You know, it's good. It's like, it's like a three out of five where, where Santana and Brittany are closer to like an actual five. Yeah. Um, or like three, three and a half. It's like, it's good. I like it. I like it. It's got some, it's got some weirdness to it. Uh, let's be honest. The, those, those faces he's make they're making in the, uh, yeah in the bedroom i also am curious what the uh the um not the recording the the what it was like actually i guess recording those scenes or even the uh or even the uh the different kind of uh rehearsals to just be like because i'm just imagining both chris and darren and and chris being like okay but what about this face and darren's like no 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 more make it more ridiculous i was like what about this one it's like yes that's it turned it up to 11 it's like no 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 that doesn't look weird enough that actually just looks sexy no like no 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 okay no no now now add like teeth <laughs> i just i just really want to know what their rehearsal process was to come up with these faces like how how ridiculous can i make them how over the top can i make them i feel like they had fun with that yeah i i do too i do too um but yeah so um the songs for uh for this episode have thoughts have favorites what do you think um, I don't, like I want to say landslide just for the emotional impact of it, mm-hmm. even though I really don't like that dog has opinions. Clearly disagrees with your thoughts. Um, can I talk, dog? No, no, no talking, no talking. She's probably a shoe fan. God, she would be. Don't um, let her talk. She gets no opinion. So I'm, I'm gonna say landslide because I like the Britney and Santana storyline and I like that song for it, but I do wish that Holly Holiday hadn't been such a big part of it. That's fair. Um, I think, uh, I think my favorite was animal because I have just, yeah, it's, it is one of my favorite Warbler songs. Um, I, I think Kurt's dancing up and down this like random, like whatever it is, is, is just kind of insane. There's just a lot that I think is is going on there that just makes it fun for me. Um, and I'm going to just assume that uh, Emily's favorite song from this episode is Kiss with Holly Holiday and Will Shoot. I mean, I think that's a safe bet. It probably yeah. is. Yeah, we it can probably is. I think we can assume that. Yeah. So that, that's her favorite song for this episode, uh, without a doubt. Now, um, uh, so looking, looking at, uh, looking at, the episode, our uh, our Artie scale, our Kevin McHale scale. 
How, well, had, how, how many Kevins do we... He had a very brief role in the episode near the beginning, but it really amounted to, like, three lines, so... Yeah. Not... He, he was more a presence in Brittany's decision-making process than actually featured Kevin. Yeah, yeah. It's more like he, he's there... Not mentally. He's there, he's there spiritually. <laughs> um, so I honestly... 0.5? What do you think? Sorry, I had to mute myself because the dog was going absolutely crazy. I was waiting for her to finish. Um, <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was just like this rude pause of like, how dare you give Kevin a point five? It's like, okay, well, all right. Yeah. All right. I agree with that. I concur. Fabulous. Fabulous. Uh, point five. And then uh, the clean decks. I mean, it was a pretty clean, heavy episode. So I, I would say. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't remember if our scale is to 10 or to 5, but... Uh, uh, the McHale scale goes to 5, yeah. and then the Kleindex goes to 10. Okay, right. Don't I, ask why. Gotta keep that straight. Um, there, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> yeah, I would say maybe 6. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, I like, like you... I'm judging it against episodes I know are upcoming that I want to yeah. reserve the really high ratings for. I mean, that is fair. And I think, I, I agree. Where it's like, I, you know, there's, this is going to be, this is going to be a 10. Yeah. And so it's like, based on, based on knowledge, I think, yeah, six sounds, <laughs> sounds good. Uh, cool. Any, any last thoughts, feelings, concerns? I will say my favorite line is Kurt's penguin line. <laughs> I'm a baby penguin. You penguin, yes. It is a it is a great line. It's also one of those lines that ends up getting used over and over yeah. and thick. And it, again, another one of those things where it's like it's fun to see the origin of that. Going, yeah, and like I knew that began with a with, that was an actual in show quote, but it's still fun to be like, oh yeah, yeah, that's it. It's all thing. The thing. It's the line. Uh, well, any any parting parting thoughts? I didn't. I don't really have a front line. I just. Yeah, I think my favorite line is that is the growl that Kurt makes <laughs> trying to be sexy. That's my favorite That's line. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, with that, uh, I, think, I think we can call this episode, this episode fully, fully done. We, we got to talk about uh, how Holly Holiday is basically Gwyneth Baltrow. And uh, but would but would hurt Schuster. And I now kind of want to see that. I, I now want him just to date just so that she could hurt him. That would be great. Um, Emma is asexual. Too bad that they didn't make that canon, even though it is. Um, you know, Brittany and Santana had a oddly lovely, poignant storyline that we will never see again. Nope. And uh, Blaine is, is 15 and he wants to bone. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, then, uh, thanks for uh, stopping by. And that's, uh, that's what you missed on Glee. child be ready for kindergarten? At Chesterbrook Academy Preschool, the answer is yes. Our curriculum offers the perfect balance of learning and play. Our teachers personalize that experience for each child through engaging activities that develop the skills they need to be ready for what comes next. Attend a Chesterbrook Academy open house on Saturday, January 25th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. To find a preschool near you, click the banner or visit chesterbrookacademy.com. That's chesterbrookacademy.com. At Farmers Insurance, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. 
whether it's a rear end by a clown car <laughs> or a grizzly taking a quick dip in a pool. We know home and auto insurance, and we know you could save an average of 20% when you bundle the two. Visit Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.